You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, guys, we have a long-awaited guest, one of the most requested guests I've had so far, Kadeem France from the band Loathe. I was so stoked to get Kadeem on the show. I've been a fan of the band for a long time. Uh, they're just an incredible, incredible band. They've got a, a amazing catalog and Kadeem couldn't have been cooler. We've never met before. Uh, we know mutual people, but we had never spoken before and it was fantastic to get to talk to him and, uh, have a great conversation about all kinds of things. As you know, the show goes everywhere and we did exactly that. So cheers to Kadeem for coming on. Uh, I'm glad to be able to bring this to you guys who have requested this, and he'll definitely be on for a part two. We had a blast. So thank you very much for coming back week after week. That's what makes this show great is the listenership coming back, the commitment and the word of mouth every week, building the show bigger and bigger and bigger. And I could not be more pleased with where we are and where we're going. And I thank you all very much for that. So let's get some business out of the way, and we're going to jump into this episode. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. If you want to show someone the show that's never heard it before, just send them to the website. It has all the episodes right there on the front page. It's got access to merch. It's got access to uh, everything. The email is peerpleasurepod at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or uh, comments, questions, anything like that, send it to the email. I answer all the emails. And I love hearing from you guys. Um, I love seeing the reviews as well. If you guys want to review the show, you can't do it on Spotify yet, but you can on Apple Podcasts. So go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps us out immensely, and I love seeing those numbers grow. Uh, I want you guys to join the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group over on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and type that in the search bar, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle, request to join the group, and we will let you in. And we would love to have you. Uh, you get to find out who's coming on the show early. 
Um, you'll be able to find out when the episode is done or the interview is done. And then if you're signed up for the premium service, which is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm, you'll have access to the video of that episode of the day that I do it. And you don't have to wait the month, month and a half for it to come out in the queue. So peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm, you get uh, an ad-free feed, so you don't have to listen to any of the ads. We've been getting a lot more advertisers, which is great because it helps support the show, but not everyone wants to listen to them. So if you want an ad-free feed, you can get it there. Uh, if you want access to the videos, you can get it there, and you can also get access to the Peer Pleasure Pastcast, which is a new podcast I've been doing with other podcasters going through where they pick their favorite episodes of the show, and we do a deep dive into those and talk about where they came from, how we got the guest, things that happened, things that happened afterwards, things that maybe happened because of them. Uh, it's just like a 30 to 40 minute deeper dive into each of those episodes. And hopefully eventually we'll have every episode done. But right now we have a bunch in there to go check out. So go to peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm and sign up for that premium service. All right, guys, I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. I like to keep these intros short as can be. And as <laughs> without further ado, we're going to get into this conversation with Kadeem France from Loathe. my friend yo hello yeah Raymond, i'm good how are you i'm good i'm good. good can you hear me okay yeah man i can hear you fine can you hear me well dude you sound excellent <laughs> good, super excellent good. for zoom oh. even <laughs> 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 zoom's notorious for sounding like garbage but you sound great good good dude well kadeem france man thanks for coming on the show dude i, I appreciate it it's been um it's been an interesting year but uh, my buddy John from The Beautiful Mistake uh, introduced me to your band. Um, oh, okay. He hit me up on Instagram. He's like, dude, have you heard this band Loathe? I said, no. He's like, check them out. So I did. And I was like, dude, these guys are insane. Like, it's great. So he turns me on to all kinds of stuff because I'm so busy doing this show. I rarely check out anything that I haven't already heard because I'm listening mm -hmm. to other podcasts or other things like that. But I was blown away, and, and I was like, dude, got to get this dude on the show. Oh, wow. And uh, 
So yeah, we went like the Instagram route and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit up. So Dave Shapiro at, um, sound talent group, um, mm. I think connected with Ryan, who's your manager. Oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he set it up, which I appreciate, but, uh, dude, we're here now and welcome. Yeah, man. Sick. Thank <laughs> you for having me, man. It's sick. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you're into our music and that, that that's that's really cool to hear, man. Thank you, dude. Absolutely. I don't know if you've heard the show before, but it's it's just really like free free form kind of conversation. It's not like a a structured tell me about this, tell me about this kind of thing, or or how's the oh, tour okay. going kind of deal. Um, mm. But with you, you're over. Are you in Liverpool? Yeah, man. I'm in Liverpool. Yeah, Matt. So what is it? Six o'clock there? Yeah, six o'clock. Dude. Well, two minutes past six two to be minutes precise. Past. <laughs> you're on time. I like that. I'm the same way. I've, if you're, if you're, you're early, you're on time. That's why I see it. That's, it. That's it. Dude. Well, well, how are you doing? How are you doing over there? I just got vaccinated my first dose and it was awful. Like the oh, effects really? were awful. Like, and this is the first dose, like worst headache ever. I don't know if you guys, are you vaccinated yet over there? Um, not yet. No, I think, um, it's something to do with like, I think our age, my age group has to wait like longer. I think it's people who are older are getting the, the vaccination first, but, um, I think I know a few people who have been vaccinated just because they've got like underlying um, medical issues and stuff. So they've been put ahead forward. Um, and they've all said the same thing. Like they felt really ill for like three days and yeah. had cold shivers and all of that. Like proper freaks me out <laughs> <laughs> how old are you hey, i'm 25 25 okay i'm 38 so i uh, we okay oregon in the united states here just opened up to everybody over 16 which oh, okay. it's taken a long time to get there but now that they've done that it's a madhouse everyone's all these mm-hmm. stations like it's it's crazy but uh yeah worst headache ever but it wasn't i mean it wasn't the end of the world I'm yeah. sure the next one will be worse, so don't be too scared. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are things over there then? Is, are, are, are like restaurants and stuff open, or is it kind of like everyone's still locked down? It's crazy. I don't. Have you guys toured the states much? Uh, we, we've only we've only toured one. We played a show there once. We played a festival there in 2016, and then did the tour there in 2017. Okay. So yeah, it was, that was East Coast though. The tour was East Coast. The festival was. Um, in California. Okay, perfect. So you you know somewhat of the geography of where like where things are over here as far as b- you've mm-hmm. been there on the East Coast. So like in the South, like uh, uh, like um, like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, that those areas are like nothing ever happened. Like no masks, no nothing. Everything's open. Really? But where we're at in Oregon, uh, there's still a mask mandate, but restaurants and bars are open. They had built like outdoor seating and things like that. But um, most people are still taking it pretty seriously. But a lot of people are just kind of cruising wherever they want to go. No mask. Like either they've been vaccinated already and think it's the end uh, Mm. or or just don't care. It's weird. I think a lot of people are sick of it now. They've seen either they've had enough friends get it and survive or they're just uh, just sick of it. Like, I'm just going to go live my life. You know, I think it's past the point. that's where a lot of people are at right now, which is it's kind of messed up, but it has been a while. It's been a long time. Like we've had like three lockdowns. Like I, I remember in in lockdown one, I was like, oh yeah, this will be like a few weeks, if mm-hmm. that. 
fast forward what a year and a bit now like <laughs> it's actually crazy uh dude is there anything you heard that i mean i don't usually talk about the pandemic much either but like i'm curious for you like are there things you found in this year that you didn't didn't know before or things you got into or things that um you know you've had time to kind of reflect and and shut off one side and 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 join another and there's been there's been quite a lot yeah i feel like um you know running up to the release of our last album mm -hmm. i let it in and we were like so busy with touring and then also writing while we're touring as well and and then if i'm not on tour i'm like out with friends or if i'm not out with friends i'm at the studio writing or i'm this that and the other and like everything was just kind of at 100 miles per hour constantly and um because of lockdown like i've really had the chance to have a full step back from everything and just kind of like reevaluate my life in a way um which i was not able to do at all like before lockdown and um just just that and um just it's kind of made me like realize my blessings in like a, a different way because I've, I've i've spent so much more time with family and i've just kind of reconnected with myself and with my family and it's just been like a really it's kind of like a blessing and a curse in a way i'd say mm -hmm. um i also started skating again as well i used to skate when i was like 17 and I, I figured i might as well just do something while i'm not doing anything so i started skating and I only just recently I started painting as well. Really? Which has been pretty cool, yeah. For like the first time? Like just started painting or started again? Yeah. Literally just started um I the other day <laughs> I was I was at my um, my girlfriend's house and uh, she was work she's working at home at the moment. So she mm -hmm. was working doing her own thing and I was just like, oh, I'm gonna watch something. I was on Amazon Prime and um end up seeing Bob Ross. So I was <laughs> yes. like, Oh, I'll watch I'll watch a few episodes of Bob Ross. Yeah. And then after the second episode, I was like, yo, this is, I could do this. Like, I want to paint. So then I just went on Amazon and got myself like a little, um, it was only like 20 pounds, like a little um, painting kit came with a canvas, mm -hmm. a few paint brushes and a few oil paints. And um, yes, I've done two paintings since then. And it's actually like a really nice way to just kind of switch off, put some music on and just be in my own little world for a bit and paint. It's yeah. quite nice. That's fantastic. Bob Ross is amazing. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. He, all the happy little trees and like, I'm at this little <laughs> yeah, he's it. so into it. It's amazing. It's amazing. But so like what, how did they come out? Those, those two paintings? Like, were you happy with them or was it like? It, um, yeah. Yeah. Quite. Do you want to see them? Sure. Uh, all right. Give me two seconds. Sure. Okay. Okay, as I said, I've never really painted before. Yeah. So this is kind of like a new thing for me. Sure. But um, this was the first painting. Um, when I based it off, like when we released our first ever EP, mm -hmm. um, I used to wear like a mask. And um, it was kind of like the gimmick that we had at the time. And then the mask was like half white, half black. Uh -huh. And it was kind of like symbolizing like the dark and light side of my personality and this, that, and the other. Okay. And it, yeah, I ended up painting this. Oh, yeah. That's, one. that's and, rad. Um, nice one, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude. That's great. Second one, I don't really know where I was going with this, 
Well, I painted this today. <laughs> That's wild. That, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Dude, yes. You know who would dude, that that immediately that picture right there that you just showed me, the painting you just yeah. did reminds me of HR from the Bad Brains. Like oh, with the, yeah, like yeah. the Rasta colors and like the the um the just the overall vibe instantly in my mind I was like that could be a bad brain shirt right there like that'd be rad <laughs> but the first one though that you showed me with the 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 mask like it mm. was so many like jagged edges like everything was like linear yeah is that something was that on purpose and honestly it, it's funny you say that because the paintbrushes that I got because they were cheap uh -huh. weren't the best so everything kind of came out in that way but at first I was like oh this is gonna look crap. But then after a while, I was like, no, this kind of goes with the vibe of the painting. So yeah, it wasn't intentional, but in the end, like worked out to be quite good with the painting. Okay. Dude, you're off to yeah. a good start there. I was expecting, <laughs> I, I was expecting something totally different for like first paintings, but there, <laughs> there's direction and there's feel like there's depth already. Like, thank you, man. Dude, thank you, that's yeah. excellent. It, as I said, it's like, it's really cool to like have a different outlet other than like writing lyrics or like playing music and stuff. So it's kind of been a, a new journey for me, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, do you play instruments too, or you just do vocals? Like um, I know in yeah, the band you don't play, but like on your own. Um, yeah, I originally, before I did vocals, I started off doing um, drums. Okay. So I was in like, funny story, actually how I met um, our guitarist, Eric, um, was originally I was in a band playing drums and uh, the guitarist of that band was like, yo, I know a guy who we can go record with. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, ended up recording with a guy and it turned out to be Eric. Nice. <laughs> he was our guitarist. And yeah. then that relationship just formed from then on. And then, wow. yeah, so I originally started with drums. I still do play drums every now and again, but um, yeah, vocals was like, I didn't start doing vocals properly until I was about I want to say like 17 or 18, maybe. Really? Yeah. So no formal yeah. training at all, just kind of went into it. I mean, well, I've always, I've always sung. I've always okay. kind of had like a, a thing for singing, but like in terms of like harsh vocals, I only really started around that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, dude, you've got, you've got some interesting stuff going on here already. Like this is, I just, <laughs> I want to dig into this because like when you're, when you're doing those paintings, like, what kind of music are you listening to when you're, when you're creating? Like, is it um, very different? Like it, it depends really. I, I've kind of like my, my, my playlist is kind of like a bit sporadic and crazy. Like mm -hmm. one minute I'll be listening to, I don't know, like a trap called quest or something. And then mm -hmm. it'll skip beyond the next song and it'll be like knock loose or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, it depends really, but, um, with with um the painting I the first pa the painting I did today sorry I was listening to a lot of reggae okay today when I was painting that so it's funny you say so that's the brain. one you just showed me the second one yeah the second one that I was Dude. I was listening to reggae when I was when I was doing that one but um yeah it, it's it's just like it it depends really because I, I I go from like one genre to another like so mm -hmm. quickly <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, you were saying like the the mask early on was to kind of showcase the light and dark side of yourself. Mm. Do you do you is your personality kind of like your playlist? Like, does do you kind of go all over the place, or are you kind of an even keel guy? You seem really and, like upbeat and kind of like even keel to me already. But like, I know that's not always the case, probably. But do you bounce around yeah, like that? Um, I think 
on the surface level, um, like, you know, friends, family will see me as, you know, upbeat and just kind of like steady headed type thing. Mm-hmm. But I, it's more kind of like a mental thing, you know? Yeah. I, I can go from being like extremely happy and extremely psyched on something to then worrying about something to that. Do you know what I mean? It can be kind of like all over the place at times. So I, I guess for me, that visual like mask of like the light and the dark, the dark is kind of me like balancing that out mm-hmm. and wearing it on my face type thing, you know? Okay. That's interesting to me because uh, I, I'm the same way. I'm one or the other. Like it's really mm. like polar opposites. Like it's weird. Like I'm on the show, I'm doing this, like I'm with my family or I'm driving in the car and I'm just all of a sudden just like, like this, like something changes, like you can feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can turn it on and off sometimes. Like there's days where I've done this show where I've been like completely like at negative, like just down. The second we click in, I can shut it off. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards I'm feeling good for a while and then it goes back. But like the, the, the interesting thing with the mask is that, a lot of people that wear masks want to kind of let everything out, like without feeling embarrassed or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. um, the shame is gone. So you can do anything yeah, you absolutely. want on stage, but with you, it seems like it's bringing everything together, like trying to mm-hmm. pull everything in instead of like, I can let everything fly. It's pulling it all together and balancing. That's an interesting way to use the mask. Yeah, no, it definitely, um, it definitely like set the tone for me when, cause when, when we, when I used to wear the mask, Mm -hmm. like uh, when we used to play shows and it'd always be at the beginning of the show, I'd wear the mask and it would kind of like set the tone of what the rest of the show would be like. And it would always just put me in the vibe of like, just letting loose and not really caring or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird because I feel like over the years, it, which is kind of a good thing, I guess. I've learned to like not need the mask and I can kind of just switch that on now automatically myself and just put myself in that vibe. Like I don't have to play, I don't have to play a character to to perform. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's what it initially was to begin with, you know? Yeah. It's become a part, of, it's it's a part of you now. Like you've mm-hmm. you've found how to tap into those sides. Find it's that a- find that balance. That's really Mm. cool, man. That's really cool because not everyone can do that, you know? And it's cool that that's how you got there was through this abstract, uh, you know, apparatus that you had on your face. Like, and like Mm. you said, putting it on before the show kind of puts you in that mode because Mm. you're in there. Like you're in your own head kind of when you wear a mask like that, like you, you can hear your breathing, like everything sounds different. Bro, that's so crazy. You say (laughs) that, like we'd, I'd spend like, we used to do this thing before we play a show where it would be like, I'd just go in a dark room, I'd have the mask on. And me and Eric, our guitarist, would do that as well. Like, he'd be in the room with me as well. And like, I'd focus so much on my breathing, but because I'd be wearing the mask, I can feel myself breathe even mm-hmm. more. I can feel it. And it just kind of get me in that mode even more. But like, yeah, that's it's just crazy you say that. Dude, well, there's <laughs> something to that. Like, there's something to that. There's an aesthetic to that. There's a... um like a very primal thing to that because Mm -hmm. I've talked about this many times, but on the show, but like our bodies are instruments like music predates language, but it also predates Mm -hmm. everything because you know, your heartbeat is like a drum beat, right? Like you're breathing in Mm -hmm. rhythm with that. Like, and it changes, it gets faster, it gets slower. Uh, you know, when you're talking, there's little clicks that happen with your mouth. Like 
your body is literally an instrument and it's completely it's adaptable. But then the other thing I talk about a lot is these sensory deprivation tanks that, that people use. Have you seen those where you go and float? Bro, I've, 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 I've heard of them. And I re- I recently found out that there's a place you can go to in Liverpool to, um, to, you can like, I think it's like 30 pounds or something for, yeah. for a, a, a while in it. And I've really wanted to try it. I've heard a lot about them and I just really want to try them. Have you tried it before? I have not. That's the thing. Like it, when I really got into it, COVID hit. So then all ah. of them shut down. So, um, but when you're in there, my thing that's freaking me out about thinking about it is, so a lot of people like sleep with white noise or, or, or music or something on, which never really lets your brain shut off. They say it's bad mm-hmm. for you because your your brain can't shut down because it's trying to process all those sounds. Yeah. But you can't shut off your breathing or your heartbeat. So the thing that's going to freak me out about it being in there is when everything else is gone and I'm trying to relax, I'm going to then hear my breath, hear my heartbeat, and then you start mm-hmm. to think about your own mortality and it freaks you out. Yeah. Like, wow, what if my heart just stops? Like you don't think about your heartbeat all day. You know, mm-hmm. you don't Literally, think about your breathing unless you sit with I, I only, it's funny, I only have, like, them thoughts when I'm, like, do you know when you're, like, just falling asleep? Mm-hmm. And you're, like, in that middle bit of, like, being awake but also being asleep. That's when I start having them weird thoughts of, like, oh, my God, my heart beats all the time. Yeah. Why is it? And then I'll just, one thing will be another, and then I'll be, like, oh, freaking myself out. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I think, um, is, is it with the, with the self, what, what are they called, the, Self-deprivation yeah, tanks. Uh, sensory deprivation um, tanks. Sens- sensory def- deprivation tanks. Doesn't it like make your body all one temperature? So then like your brain has like so much more like freedom in a way because you don't have to think of it doesn't have to think about the rest of your body. Yeah, it 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 it, it levels out your temperature. It um it's full of salt and water, so it's mm-hmm. buoyant, so you float on it, so no part of your body touches anything but what so you're basically in a cloud. And with that temperature thing, I guess like it allows your brain to shut down to a certain level to where you are in that state where you go to right before you fall asleep. Like, I don't know if you snore, I snore. So if I fall asleep on the couch, I'm, (laughs) of course you have to be told, (laughs) but I'll be falling asleep on the couch in the afternoon sometimes. And I'll kind of be like that and I'll hear myself snoring, but I'm awake. Mm. But then my wife's like, you just sleeping? Like, no, I heard everything you said. It's that weird, like um uh middle middle ground there that you're yeah. getting to i think that's where you're going to end up in the tank where wow. you start having those weird thoughts which could bring up that's, some weird shit yeah it could <laughs> yo i'm trying to get to the point where like imagine writing an album but like i don't know in the future where i'm where i'm a, when i'm a millionaire from music and just yeah. get myself one of them tanks and just be like i'm gonna go in there for a few hours and just write music like write lyrics in my head and come out and see what i've because that would be so interesting to see like yeah like writing an album based upon that whole concept of like that part of your mind when you're not uh, not awake but you're not asleep and you're just kind of in limbo yeah that's so interesting dude the you know what's interesting too is is um i know he's pretty much canceled now but marilyn manson used to like sleep deprive himself when he was writing lyrics he'd stay up for like five days and then start wow. writing lyrics. And that's where a lot of that weird stuff comes from, that sensor or, or that uh, sleep deprivation. It almost puts uh-huh. you in a different head, like a completely different headspace. But like, I always thought that was interesting when people would purposefully 
deprive themselves of something like sleep to create. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's some weird stuff. But, um, yeah, you you gotta, you gotta make a million dollars and get one of those tanks. Joe Rogan, I don't know if you listen to his podcast. He's got one in his studio. Yeah, that's, that's how how I know about the, that's how I know about them is from Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's got a hundred million from Spotify. He'll, he'll loan you a million bucks. Lucky hundred listeners to get a million bucks to go buy what they want with the sensory tanks. (laughs) Dude, well, tell me, tell me, you know, this is all really interesting stuff. Like the, this all seems like it ties to something else. Like, tell me, tell me about where you grew up and do you grow up in Liverpool? Um, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Liverpool. Um, I, I grew up in a area called Toxteth, which okay. is like, it's, um, it's like a very, it's a very, it's a black area in Liverpool. probably one of the only few black areas in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And, um, I grew up there. So, Growing up there, I was listening to a lot of like hip hop, grime, uh, R&B, reggae, all of that. Um, I, it wasn't really until I went to secondary school and when I went to, because my secondary school was in a different area, in mm-hmm. an area called Kensington. It wasn't until I went there that I kind of was introduced to the whole alternative world of like music and stuff. Okay. And um, from then on, I... I I think it was, I think it was like, I think I, I started skating and stuff with a few people from school. And then that went on to me then chilling out in like the music room after school mm-hmm. and then seeing drums and like in person for the first time ever. And like, just kind of being like, yo, this is sick. Mm-hmm. And then it went from me spending one day there to being there every single day after school. And then, um, yeah, that's when I got introduced to like bands like, of my Valentine, like bring me the horizon, like all them, like, and like Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. all them, like, entry level bands at the time. And, um, yeah, that, that that's that's where me, me musical journey started, really. Like, well, I say musical journey before then, when when I was like mainly into like grime and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I used to be in like a like a, a crew, like okay. an MC crew, yeah, and uh, we were called YSA which stood for Young Street Assassins. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) I I used to like, I used to um, like spit bars, I used to MC and stuff. Uh And it'd be a thing of like, at break in the toilets, bunch of people from uh, instrumental on the phone and everyone's just doing a few bars each and just going around in circles and doing that. Like that was, that was like the first proper like musical endeavor uh-huh. before like uh any like rock or anything like that yeah. but um but yeah around i don't want to say i don't know what year or how old i was when i first joined the band i think it was like oh no i must have been like 13 maybe 13 14 when um I joined the school rock band mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't really have a name. We were just called the school rock band. <laughs> and uh, we did like, we didn't, I think we had like two original songs and the rest, we just do covers. Uh-huh. And uh, we don't ever really play like the, our school had its own festival that they do like next the, There was a, there was like a park next to our school. And every year we do a festival there mm-hmm. and playing that festival at the time was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. I remember like we, 
got the um we got told by i think it was like our music teacher or something was like yo yeah we want you guys to play this year and i was like over the moon i was like freaking out got my whole family to come down was like yo this is the this is it like i've made the type of thing you know what i mean yeah. so like yeah that was and then i think after that like getting into when i started getting more into like um like metalcore and stuff like that wasn't until i think around like maybe 16 when i was like 16 years old and started to go into gigs mm-hmm and there used to be this festival called Hub Festival, which was like the only festival in Liverpool that really had any heavy bands playing. And um, <laughs> it's how I, I know earlier I said how one of the first times I met Eric, our guitarist, was when I went to record with him. Mm-hmm. But the first proper time I met him without me knowing I met him, if that makes sense, was I was in a mosh pit watching, do you know, Funeral for a Friend? I, I do actually. Ryan Ryan's yeah. <laughs> watching Funeral for a Friend. And um this guy bumps into me and he's like, Oh, this much this mosh pit shit. You wanna make another one? And I was like, Yeah, sure, let's do it. Make another mosh pit with him. And then I don't see him again. And the guy was Eric. <laughs> so I don't see him again until I record that with that band. And then I see him, I'm like, yo, you were the guy from the mosh and then from then on the friendship blossomed and yeah, that's incredible, <laughs> dude. Funeral for a friend. We played some shows. I was in a band called Anatomy of a Ghost, and um, uh-huh. we played a bunch of shows with them. But they were from England, right? Like they were, yeah, from yeah, Wales, from, from Wales. Wales. So, but I knew they were big over there. But then when they came over here, they weren't big at all. So, like uh-huh. when we, it, this was when I first noticed there's a difference between both sides of the pond, like of where you can be big and where you can't. Like you know. You can be playing stadiums, you know, over in yeah. the UK and playing clubs over here. It's so Literally. weird to me. But they came over. We're still in a van. Like, we're playing this place called the Continental in New York City. It's like a, a bar with a drum. It already has a drum set for the back line. Like, you have to use <laughs> that drum set. You can add well, to it. Yeah. You know, the front of the building, like, opens up so you can load in because it's so small. And we're, we're, like, playing with Funeral for a Friend. We've heard of the band. But we're like, man, I hope these guys are cool. A tour bus rolls up. And I'm like, what? A tour bus? They would tour with a That's tour bus crazy. in the States playing for 200 people over here. <laughs> it was nuts. And it's because the label paid for it all. Like they wow. they had tour support. So they toured in a bus playing bars over here when we would play together. It was crazy. And they were great. But they hadn't caught on here yet. Um, I forget what album it was on that they were playing over here. But um, what's the what's the singer's name? Matt? Is it Matt? Honestly, I didn't really ever listen to them like that. Okay. I only knew, I knew of them. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, I'd only ever seen them at like festivals and stuff. But okay. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing to see a tour bus roll up to that club. Like yeah, That is so crazy. It was the weirdest thing. And we're sitting but, on the tour bus in the air conditioning, just hanging out, enjoying their tour support. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. I really do feel like, um, I feel like America for music is like, if you break America you've kind of like broke the whole world, if that makes sense. Cause like, I, I really feel like America is kind of like the tastemaker for most music. Mm-hmm. Like everyone kind of just follows suit. Like if it's big in America, then it's probably going to be big everywhere else. It's which pretty, is really pretty close, but it's, it, there's different, definitely outliers. But um, I used to play with a band called Portugal, the man as well. So like when we came to Germany, it was like being a rock star. 
But then we'd be over here and it'd be like, yeah, here's some pizza and some beer and there you go. Have a good time over there. It's like, you know, we, (laughs) the one time I felt like a real rock star, this, we were in Austria and we were at a restaurant and they closed the restaurant down so we could eat in there, which was weird for one. Then it started to rain. We're a mile from the club. (laughs) It started to rain. Tour manager's like, I got it. I got this. Don't worry about it. Just, just finish your food. Finish our food. We look outside and they had sent cars like black Mercedes with drivers for each of us <laughs> to go hop into with an umbrella and everything. Hop into and drive us back to the venue one mile. Wow. We were yeah, touring in a sprinter van still at that point, even over there. But for some reason, they thought to call this car service and drive us back to the to the deal. It was the weirdest thing ever. And that never happens here. <laughs> yeah nah that's what i mean like in 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 um so i was gonna say in europe like anytime we've toured europe i felt like an actual rock star like it's crazy the contrast between playing in the uk or playing in america even and then being mm-hmm. in europe they just have like a different type of appreciation for like music in general yeah like, it's, it's really cool man. yeah or the 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 higher ticket price which then means you have to play for three hours or people get mad and then they have like a DJ set all night. It's crazy. It's like that never happens over here. You pay 15 bucks, you play for 30 minutes and you're done. Like over there, we had to play songs twice just so people would let us off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, which one do you want to hear again? Cause we don't have any more songs at that point. Like it was never, it was never lasting, but uh, dude, take me. So take me back to, to when you were, you were, you were, you know, doing bars like, that was kind of your first musical experience, like performing, right? When you're mm-hmm. doing doing bars with those dudes, like, how did that make you feel? Like, were you nervous, or did you kind of did you instantly kind of feel like this is awesome? Like, um, I, I've obviously, you know, I, I always I always always get nervous even now, like really playing shows. It's just you always get nervous just before going up and that, but like. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP 
slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. I've kind of, I've always had like a, a performance I've got like a, a performant, performative background, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I used to do a lot of acting and stuff as a kid. Oh, okay. Like, um, like that's kind of always been a big thing in my life. Like, 
from young. So um, I've kind of just always been in the mindset of like, no matter who I'm playing in front of, whether it be like 10 people, 20 people, 100 or whatever, like these people need to remember this night. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be in the crowd. Some person who's in the crowd might go home and tell two, three other friends who are like, oh yeah, let's go. And then that'll just, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like word of mouth. Yeah. Just always been in the mindset of like, you need to just impress the people in the room as much as you can, because you never know who's going to be there and you never know what that'll turn into. So like, uh, yeah, it, it, it was like, we've played some fucking terrible shows, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, we've just always give it our all, like no matter what, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this one time though, speaking of um, mad shows, ages ago, we played London. It was a headline show. And um, our old drummer from our old band, because we used to be called R and Balance before we were called Love. Okay. And then, then we kind of had like member changes and changed the name and everything. So the drummer from that old band was at that gig in London. And because um, <laughs> our first EP, he wrote that with us because it was from the old band. And um, for the encore, we were playing a song off that EP. And because we were all in high spirits, and I was like, it's been an amazing show. I just pointed at Adam, his name as I pointed him was like, yo, Adam, come up and play this last song with us. You got to do it. Everyone was like, oh yeah, six, six, six. And <laughs> <laughs> um, bear in mind, like there was like late people from labels there. Like uh-huh. I think Kerrang magazine was there and all this and that. And then um, <laughs> he comes up, starts to play the song. He's completely forgot the song, but like for some reason has got up. So we're like the first like 10, 15 seconds of the song were going fine. And then out of nowhere, he just doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like turning around to him like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> and then he like got to a point where he just stood up and was like, I can't do this. So then um, I was like, yo, we're going to have to play that again. So he just played the song again. And yeah, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I love that, dude. Labels uh, there and everything. Literally like. God, the worst possible thing that could happen. But you pulled it off. You made it through. You're still around. <laughs> <laughs> man well so when when did you first start to notice you know like growing up like you started skateboarding like one thing we talk about a lot with skateboarding of course music but like the way were you just like street skating or were you were like ramps and stuff and just just like street skating and then like any um like ramps with like any like local parks and stuff like that okay but it was mostly just cruising i've never i've never been a big guy for like doing crazy tricks or whatever like i can just about do a kickflip yeah <laughs> but um i've always kind of just like cruising okay because that that's a big deal because uh chino from deftones and i were talking about this on his episode where like you start to view the world differently as as a skate skateboarder because you start to look at things on the street as tools like you start to go, you get these eyes, like, right. Like you start to see that bench isn't just a bench, you know, that rail isn't a rail, like everything starts to open up. And that's one of the first times for a lot of people where they start to view the world in a different way and start to get ambitious and start to, um, kind of see what will work for them, you know? And mm-hmm. it sounds like you've done that a couple of times in your life, from acting to then discovering music, then skateboarding through music into what you're doing mm-hmm. now, now into painting, like you, painters see the world differently, you know? 
musicians see the world differently skaters see the world differently so you've had all these different these different you know modes did you find that to be the case when you started skateboarding where you just kind of everything kind of opens up different yeah like recently it's kind of like i'll see like even even something little as like like I'm walking in the streets and the floor will be really smooth and I'll be like, yo, skating around here will be <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. little things like that. Or like just yeah, nah, even like I don't know, mom. Just seeing like as you said, like a I'll see like a bench that'll have like, I don't know, something else on it that I could like, I don't know, just di- different bits that I'll see that'll just click to me and be like, oh yeah, I could do this or do that or whatever. Yeah. But um, I've, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I haven't really skated in, in a few weeks now, to mm-hmm. be fair. But I want to get back on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because everything just kind of, it takes on a different, a different feel entirely, you know, like finding inspiration for lyrical content too. Like it all comes from mm-hmm. just viewing the world a little bit differently. You know, I think where you can get inspiration from, from things like that you know, little things, you know, seeing a situation on the street happen and processing it a little bit differently, you know, um, what kind of, what kind of acting were you doing? Like, like plays and stuff. Um, I did like, I did like, um, I used to do like extra work. Oh, so okay. I'd just be like doing stuff in the background and, that. and then I also, I used to do pantomimes. Uh, I did this one pantomime, do you, do you have pantomimes? And you have pantomimes in America, right? Is that what it, people refer to just as like mimes? A, like, like it, no, it's like um, it'll be like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but like in a theater or like. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. We do like, like like a musical, basically. Yes. Like exactly, I used to yeah. do stuff like. Um, I played yeah, I played Happy in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, <laughs> I've done like loads of little bits in that, mainly just like, um. Like I've done like, or I've done low, like countless auditions for like adverts or like little bits like that. And I used to go to like acting class as well weekly. And um, I used to be really big on like improvising and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was like one of my main like favorite things to do. Like, do you know, kind of like whose line is it anyway type thing. I love that. Yeah, the I improv classes. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Do, do you put that, do, like, is there a fair amount of improv in, in music for you? Like when you're performing, like I know things don't always go right, but mm. do you guys ever go off on tangents or anything like that live or you stick really straight to the music? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like there's a very like big theatrical um, element to our like live show and stuff. Even in like little bits, like we have this one song called Babylon. We haven't played it in a while now just because it's from our first album, but whenever we used to play it, there's a, there's like a back and forth uh, vocal part from me and Eric. Mm-hmm. And then um, there'd be a part, like every time we play it, it'd kind of be like, we wouldn't scream into the mic. We'd just be like screaming at each other's faces, but like with like full on like emotion or whatever. And it'd just kind of be like a very like theatrical, almost like acting, I guess, but feeling it in the moments as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a thing for us. And even like, on stage, we have like um, TVs and stuff like that mm-hmm. that like have different visuals on it that kind of go along with the songs. And um, we really want to just expand on that more though. Like, I'd love to have like even like 
dancers on stage, like interpretive dancers and stuff like that. Like, I want to have like, I don't know, like a massive screen with like certain things and just, I just want to, I want to build on the whole theatric side of our live mm-hmm. shows and just make it more of an experience and feel like you're kind of like in our universe when you see our live show. Yeah. Dude, that'd be so excellent. The The videos I've seen, like the ones where it seems like the screen is playing, like your light, your lighting on the stage is what's playing on the visuals. Like it's, it's over the top of you, which I love. Do you, do you know a uh, band Neurosis? Neurosis? No, no. Oh, you got to check them out, dude. They're so incredible. They've been around for like 30 years, but like they started incorporating visuals like that. And it's just, it, it went a whole nother direction and it's an experience. Like it's, it's crazy, but yeah, they're called neurosis. Check them out. But like, um, what you're talking about with like performers on stage and stuff, like that would be excellent. And I love how theatrical, like, you know, like listening to a song, like two way mirror, like evokes so much imagery already just from the sound, not even the words, like just the sound of what you guys are doing, like will, in invoke a, a mood right like for so for work my, like my day job i'm a commercial plumber for a uh, like a work on hospitals and and hotels and stuff right when i first heard uh two-way mirror to be specific when i first heard that on spotify after john had texted me to check out the band i was in the rain on a metal roof like getting pelted with rain like like using a plasma cutter which is basically mm. a, a torch that cuts metal cutting holes in this roof to put this stuff through. But I was in this transcendent, wonderful feeling. Like I felt <laughs> warm, but also like it was bringing up other stuff. But like, mm. I felt like almost cradled in the sound of what was in mm. my AirPods. It was in AirPods, mind you, not even like full on headphones, AirPods. And there was so many layers and that like, are you guys using baritone guitars? Yeah. Mom. Okay. Yeah. I I knew there was something there with that, but like the the tones and everything just were like I didn't even give a shit what I was doing. I didn't care it was raining. I was just awesome. like, this is great. Like, and I, yeah. I text John afterwards. I was like, dude, this I gotta have this band on the show. Like, this is so good. Um, but with that theatrical piece, tying that into a visual aspect would be, I mean, hands down, just the mm. end and all. That's what we want to do, man. That's what I want to do. I want, I literally, as you said, is like how you felt so immersed in the music. Like I want to find a way to do that visually and just kind of, yeah, just have people live in it when they're watching it live type thing. Yeah. I definitely think you're on the right idea though, with the the screen playing across you guys, it makes, Mm. it puts you into the visual Mm. and makes you a part of it. So you're more of an instrument, more of a, more of a, um, a cog in the wheel, so to speak, then out front, I guess. Like, so like Maynard from tool stands in the back now by the drums. So he's not like the front man, right? Like, so he's back uh-huh. there. You can hardly see him every once in a while. Like every once in a while, you'll catch a flash of light that shows what he's, you know, he's dressed up like some street punk dude, or he's dressed up like a soldier or something. Um, but he pulled himself out of the front to then make the whole piece one thing, right? Like, well, I didn't even know that one. That's Oh, dude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta check it out. It's 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 interesting. Um, that was actually the last show I saw before the lockdown. Like the day before the lockdown, I saw Tool here in Portland, uh, and it was incredible. Second, third time seeing them, but it's the same thing. Like they had this um, 
so there's like these like LED light strips that they they can use to like make different colors. But this like went across the whole stage, like in front of them. It was like a drape that you could see through, and they played half the set inside that, Jeez. and then it would open see, up like again. It's would, crazy. I love that man. I, that's that's literally what I want, <laughs> dude. It takes some money. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) See, I like I like what people do with what they have, though. Like, that's what makes it so cool. Like when you have a budget like that, like, of course, you go in expecting, you know, of course, I didn't pay for the tickets. They were from a publicist. But like when you pay that money for those shows, like you expect a production, like you expect Mm. money to be used on production. But when people don't like in the early days of like metalcore and, and mathcore and stuff like bands like botch and stuff like using work lights from a work site to then like flash on and off as strobes like using yeah. what you had that's looked so much cooler mm, that's that's a um like a, a big thing that we i've kind of always been about like even from like the tvs that we make mm-hmm. we like make them all ourselves and everything like the hard shells saw them and that and even in the beginning we used to have like <laughs> we'd get like bed sheets like plain white bed sheets. Yeah. Put them around the cabs and paint our like we used to have like symbols from our first the EP. Uh-huh. That and then we'd have like we used to have like two friends who'd volunteer to be on stage wearing all black with like uh, bed pillows over the head. And then we just paint the bed the pillows and like just little things like that, like just to make it like a an experience, you know, but like yeah literally a bed sheet on a pillowcase like on yeah. stage but it did a lot like people would be like yo that's so cool this that and the other and it was such a simple thing yet worked so well yeah it shows thought went into the process but then it also is like it makes you question like why why are they doing this like what else is here like it, it pulls people in instead of just like no it's got a good beat it's like wait a minute what's going on here it keeps them looking it keeps mm. them engaged and the fact that it was something cheap like that is rad. Like, um, who's the other person I just saw? Uh, Jason from uh, Fever 333 would come oh, out yeah. before they play and have a black bed sheet or a pillowcase over his head. And he would stand there while the music was playing. And the second the song kicked in, rips it off and then goes crazy. And it's he's been on stage for like five minutes already. But for some mm-hmm. reason, the second that comes off, it's like he just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. But it costs yeah. nothing. It's a, it's a, it's a pillowcase and music playing in the background, but it's that it's the, it's the impact that that yeah, has. And the, 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 um, atmosphere it sets. Yeah. Cause you're terrified. You're like, what's going to happen? Like, is something going to happen to him? Is he going to disappear? Like, what's, is he going to just like, nope, he's just going to rip that thing off and, and go to town to climb through a drum or something. <laughs> like it's insane. Uh, oh but yeah, like the, the, I, I absolutely, absolutely love the theatrical piece. And I, I, it's interesting to me, you know, going through what we've talked about, like the mass for one was super interesting, but like tying those things together, you know, a big part of theater is, is that like combined, like that's why the, the symbols for the theater used to be the happy face, the smiley face or the, the frowny face, yeah. you know, cause you can show everything. You can be a happy guy and act like a depressed guy you can be a depressed guy and act like a happy guy or it can all be an act you That's know what right. i mean like we were talking about earlier like how with your family and stuff and friends like you can be you know even keel like just kadeem like this kadeem like 
but then when you're not around them, you're able to kind of go back into that mask area and go towards the dark side. Do you remember when that, when you first started to notice you had both sides, was it young, young for you, or was it more in your adult years now? Um, I'd, I'd say more in, more in like my teenage years, uh-huh. just like kind of like, I don't know when I'm like the, through the, through the years of like 18 to like 20, when I was kind of, I guess I feel like those are the years you really start to kind of understand yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like then that, that whole time and around then, I, around nine, like 20, 21, I'd smoked weed or whatever for the fitness, like experimented with little things like that. And it kind of, in a way, kind of just made me go in on myself and kind of like see things from a different perspective. And yeah, I think from then on, I kind of started to, get that kind of like jewel, like light, dark, mm-hmm. inwards type, uh, type of perspective on things. Yeah. Within myself. Were you, were you terrified with what you saw or were you, were you intrigued when you started to dig um, into that? I think more intrigued and kind of, found a way to use it for the band in a way. And mm. I, I kind of never really deeped it to the point of being like, oh no, this is what my raw like emotion that I'm just kind of like putting out on a on a platter for the world type thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just kind of yeah. more like, oh, this will be cool for the band. I can like let myself go on stage and let these dark the dark side of myself, like I can expose that to the world when I'm on stage or when I'm recording and just kind of like let it out. But I never really like took a step back and was like, well, I'm kind of exposing myself. Is that like a good thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't you didn't know. think about it. You didn't think it through first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think people appreciate that though. You know, like when people show themselves like that, it's, it's a, it's a gift for one, but also a lot of people can't do that or won't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's weird with people because we love to see people fail. It seems like, like that's why everyone gets excited when someone gets canceled or someone um, uh, that had everything loses everything, right? Like it makes you feel like, okay, they're not, they're not, uh, they're human. They're not mm-hmm. untouchable. It's this weird fascination we have with that. But when people also put themselves out there to where it almost makes people step back, like, whoa, that was kind of like he really said that or really like said that about himself or whatever. People latch on to that because yeah. a lot of them are scared to do it themselves. You know, a lot of them have the same feelings, the same sides. Right. But they won't put it out there. So they'll live through you. It's mm-hmm. a it's a really strange thing. Um Something I've learned through doing the show is like, you know, some people normally would be, you know, terrified to speak to somebody like we're doing right now. Right. Like um, or, you know, other guests I've had on were where people will write me and say, hey, thank you for asking this or thank you for saying about this, because I've always wondered that. But I would never have the guts to ask that if I met so and so at a show. Right. They just be like, whoa, hey, your band's great. All right. See ya. You know, yeah, yeah. so when people put stuff out there like that, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And, and it's definitely a gift, you know, um, being able to look in yourself and not be terrified of what you found, be intrigued and then immediately say, 
oh man, we could use this. Yeah. It's completely like nothing I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Cause like it's it, that outlook on it is so, uh, positive. Mm. Like there's some darkness. I can use this as a tool to put out there and watching videos. Like, cause I've never gotten to see you guys live, of course, over here in person. So when I watch mm. like a video watching you walk out on stage and just like the look on your face and you just like this very stoic, like almost statuesque kind of property to it. Like, and the light, like the visuals are going across and you just kind of put your fist in the air. Right. Like, and people are just like, yes, like <laughs> it's so, it seems so simple, but it's really not like mm. you have something there. Like you could take, you know, 90% of that audience that was in front of you and ask them to do the same thing you just did. And it would not have the same effect. Right. Mm. I, I look, I tie this back to the paintings too. Like things that like Bob Ross, like simple, I could do that. Right. You thought I could do that because he made it look simple. Yeah. That's what you do. You make something that's incredibly difficult. Look simple, which oh, I'm wow. sure is going to inspire a lot of people to say, Hey, I could do that and at least try. Right. Mm. But what you're putting out there is, is far beyond, you know, um, what a lot of people can do. And I, and I love that about what you do, you know, Thank you. and Thank you're just you. a genuine person. I, I really enjoy, you know, chatting with people that are real and in touch with who they are. And, well, no, and I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed this conversation, man. I'll be honest. I was kind of nervous really coming up to it. Cause I was like, <laughs> obviously locked down and stuff. I haven't really spoke to many people who I don't know. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Cause obviously it's kind of been in a tight circle cause I've not really been able to see anybody else or do interviews or, or anything that is not part of my regular schedule that I've got myself in now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And nah, I've really enjoyed this, this conversation, man. Thank you. Dude, of course, of course. So you guys, and you guys, I don't usually talk about like the new album and things like that, but you guys like dropped this instrumental record, like yeah, ambient yeah. instrumental record, which is incredible. Like out of nowhere, how is, how is that being received? And it's been received quite well. Like, I'll be honest, running up to it, I was kind of nervous for people to be like expecting another full length. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like we kind of had them, um, we had someone leak the track listing of it before we'd even announced it. Oh man. And um, so then I, we were like, everyone in the band was kind of like, oh no, people are going to expect an album now and this, that and the other. Um, but like after the release of it, like, it, I'm surprised of how well it's actually been taken and um, also how well people have told me it's helped them through lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, my dog keeps <laughs> jumping. <laughs> Stop. Um, but yeah, no, like there's been a lot of people who've messaged me and been like, you know, um, been going through a lot of tough times recently, you know, uh, lockdown's been hard, but I just put the things they believe on and just kind of had a little bit of like meditation time for myself and it's yeah. really kind of took the pressure off for a little bit and they re really appreciate that another crazy story uh, well a crazy story um i got told recently was someone messaged me saying that they'd done 10 hits of Aston <laughs> and listen listen to the things they believe and he was like bro it changed my life <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, sick. Fair enough. It's gonna be burned in his soul. 
10 hits of acid and that's that's going to be the soundtrack of his life now (laughs) that's insane (laughs) and he's still alive to tell the tale (laughs) yeah so crazy like he when he was messaging me he was like bro i'm still i'm still tripping right now and I can't believe I'm speaking to you this, that. And I was like, bro, I can't believe you're speaking to me right now. (laughs) Dude, have you had, speaking of that, like, I can't believe you're talking to me. Have you had anybody uh, dig your band and let you know they dug your band that you would never have imagined? Like someone you've looked up to or like, you know, like a a bigger musician or like, you know, someone out of the blue, like. As of recently uh, from the, well, first ever person that I happened with um, was Sam Carter from Architects. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And we we went to, um, there's this thing in the UK called the Heavy Music Awards. And we went to, we've been there twice. First time we just went, second time we played. But the first time that we went there, I um, we were like just in the kind of like artist area where everyone was drinking and stuff. And um, I was like freaking out already because I was just seeing loads of bands. I knew like, yo, there's so-and-so, there's, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? And then um, I see Sam Carter and he's like stood there talking to a bunch of people. I'm like, yo, there's Sam Carter. I'm going to like, I need to figure out a way to kind of edge myself over to him so I can speak to him. So I've just kind of like waddled over <laughs> and kind of waited for him to, <laughs> to be done with the group that he's speaking to. Yeah. And then um, he's turned around and seen me and being like, oh, theme from love and i was like yeah like, <laughs> and then he was like bro i love them i love your album the cold sun this is before i let it in came out uh-huh. he was like him hey. he was like he got us opened up his phone showed me a spotify that it was downloaded on his spotify i was like <laughs> to prove it to you <laughs> i was like bro what the fuck he was like yeah man that's my gym jam anytime i'm in the gym i throw the album on this that and the other and i was just like blown away and that was the first time um recent time from uh, I Let It In was Chino from that. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Um, it's a really funny story because I was actually like, I'd been working all day. Um, I work like part-time in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been working all day, long, long ass shift. And on the I was jumped on my bike, finished my shift, biking home, listening to Deftones on the way home. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was waiting for a new SIM chip for my phone, so I wasn't connected to the internet or anything. So I didn't have any notifications of anything that happened. So um, I was on my on my bike on my way home. Got home, connected to the Wi-Fi. My phone starts blowing up. I'm like, "Yo, what's going on?" Look at the group chats. Everyone's like, "Bro, Chino just shared two way mirror," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I instantly start screaming the house down. And my mom comes into the room like, "What's going on? What's up?" I was like. Chino just shared two-way mirror. She's like, oh, that's nice. And then walks back out. And I'm that's like, no, nice. you don't get it. Like, this is insane. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Um that 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 was so that was another time. And um I'm trying to think of another uh recently um the guitarist from Paramore reached out and told us that he really enjoyed that let it in. Um so that was really cool. Yeah. And um, even just there's been like a, a lot of bands that I like looked up to um when I was first listening to like metalcore and stuff, like mm-hmm. periphery to say they really enjoy our music, like um who else? Oh, my mind's gone blank now, but 
there's just yeah there's been a, a lot of bands i feel like um i feel like i'm at a point i feel like we're in a at a point where we're like i feel really a part of um the heavy music scene yeah as opposed to just like an outsider looking in sure and um it's really it's just such a cool feeling to be like acknowledged by people you genuinely look up to musically like even even recently um you know code orange mm-hmm. yeah uh, jamie from code orange reached out and was like yo like would love to do something with you guys in the future and like even that like they're one of my favorite bands at the moment and just that acknowledgement knowing that someone who i high hold at such a high level mm-hmm. musically is like see me as a peer is such a cool thing yeah dude that's amazing that's funny with Chino because like he he hit me up as a fan of my show, and that's how oh, we really? connected. We live like ten minutes from each other. But I texted oh, him after Johnson. I was like about Loathe. It's like, do you love that band? I was like, yes, okay, perfect. Like, I, have you guys connected at all? Um, no, I've not actually. Like, I think you he. You guys should collaborate for sure. Bro, I would. Lo- that would be. Let a me put it in his ear. I'll put it in his ear because that would be He's- incredible. He'd be into that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not, like, if, if you can if you can make that He'll, happen I I'll, have... I'll put it in his ear yeah yes please but uh well, I, I would love to see that i would love to see that i would love to hear that like you could totally be done online like that's what the beauty of this whole thing is it, you don't have to mm-hmm. be in the same place but then uh yeah he's just such a gracious person he just wants people to succeed and he likes what he likes and and is unapologetic about it it's wonderful like it's just like yeah, I love that band. They're like they have like five listeners on Spotify or whatever. Doesn't matter, you know. Like that's his jam. Yeah. I love it. I don't think he's aware of the the magnitude of his impression on music, but uh, that's also refreshing. Mm. <laughs> and he listens to this show, so he probably he'll probably listen to this. You know, I'll I'll send it to him beforehand. But like, um, yeah, dude, I would love to see a collaboration like that. That'd be killer. That'd be so Absolutely sick. killer. But um, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show and and being great and and putting out amazing tunes and and just being a good force in the world. You know, it's a cool mm-hmm. thing. And the second I posted this on the Facebook group or whatever, um, I started getting a bunch of messages like, "No way!" Like people are into your band, like really <laughs> into your band. Like, dude, that guy rips. Like, it's 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 amazing. Like you have this following, especially in the states. Like. You know, the record stores in town have the records like you're all over the place. Like, it's awesome. It's starting. It's really starting to go somewhere over here. I can't attest over there. I'm sure you guys are doing fine. But like over here, it's starting like it's people are hyped. I just can't wait to get back out there. Man. Honestly, yeah. I really. But man, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Like, Dude. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Awesome. We're going to listen to it again as soon as it's out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really. Excellent. I will, and I appreciate the time and, and you're welcome back anytime, you know, like I don't do it. It's not, doesn't have to wait a year to do a part two. We can do a part two next week. Like anytime you want to come back on, hit me up and we'll make it yeah. happen. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll next time. Maybe ha, I could ask Eric as well. Eric would probably would love to yeah. get on this as well. Like that would be for sure. Absolutely. Season. Absolutely. Well, go enjoy the rest of your evening, man. And, and, uh, I'm going to, I'm, my day is just starting with <laughs> the morning over here, but, uh, oh, well, it's 11, it's 11 now oh, over okay. here, but, uh, getting close to lunchtime, but, um, yeah, dude, thank you so much. And, uh, 
we'll be in touch and keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep, keep painting. Those paintings are rad. I would post those online, dude. Show other people like those are, those are fantastic. I'm going to eventually, I want to get like a good collection of them first. Okay. And then I'm going to do a little, like, I might even make like a little Instagram for them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you should do a series of them of what, like thinking about what you would think about in those tanks, those deprivation Mm -hmm. tanks, like basically make that your canvas and just kind of go put a happy tree, a happy little tree in this little river over (laughs) here. (laughs) Oh man. All right, dude. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, man, definitely. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kadeem France from Loathe. I had a blast talking to him. He will definitely be on for a part two. And thank you to each and every one of you guys that requested him. Um, And thank you to John from The Beautiful Mistake for turning me on to the band. Uh, I had never heard of the band before this. And he sent them to me and said, you need to have these guys on the show. This was a while ago. But just turn my world around. That band is fantastic. And so if you have not checked out Loathe, check them out. Uh, Hopefully they'll be touring soon when touring comes back. But, you know, if not, go buy the records, listen to the, listen to the music, watch them on YouTube, whatever you want to do. But support the band any way you can because they're amazing. And that we can get them back over to the States and hopefully playing in Portland or somewhere near me so I can finally see them live. Anyways, thank you guys so much for coming back week after week. Thank you for growing the show. Thank you for joining the premium service. And thank you for joining the Facebook group. I've been getting lots of messages of people, you know, sending things out to friends to check out the show. People coming to me, emailing me, saying they heard it from a friend of theirs. That is the best way to grow the show is word of mouth. We'll keep putting out consistent content that you guys want to hear. If you guys keep telling people about the show, that's the best partnership there can be. Um, you can also join the premium at peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm and join and get that uh, the premium feed, get the access to the videos right away. And also the Peer Pleasure Passcast is only available through the premium as a bonus podcast it's a completely separate podcast but it talks about each individual peer pleasure episode so if you have a favorite as well and you join the premium hit me up and we'll do a past cast together if you're in that premium service we can absolutely do that and i would love to do that i've been doing it with other podcasters right now but if there's listeners that want to do that absolutely come on board uh, as you know this is a family affair everybody here is a fan- part of the family and i love each and every one of you very much i say it every week but i mean it every week Thank you so much for coming back and supporting the show. All right, guys, I've got a lot to do. We've got another episode coming out on Friday. It's going to be another two-episode week, so stay tuned for that. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.